0: Onto the science fiction Story number one Night Terrors Written by Phil at the gate Aesiki woke up screaming from sleep Her mate waking next to her He waved for the light to come on And there were four arms enveloping her immediately Aesiki couldn't stop the tears of terror That streamed down her face for several minutes they stayed like that Kamuta, who knew that nothing he could say would help Aesaki right at this moment Finally the sobs and the shaking stopped and Aesaki was able to collect herself More night terrors? Kamuta asked as he wiped the tears away from Aesaki Yes, she replied quietly ''This is four times this week. Do you think that we should go see a doctor?'' ''Maybe they can give you something.'' Kamuta inquired. Heisaki shook her head and hugged her with Scaled Mate, her fur transferring heat from her to him, one of the many benefits of a mixed marriage. ''I don't want to start taking pills or medication again, not after finally getting off the old ones,'' she said, referring to her five-year-long battle with cancer. ''I know.'' But your kind needs a lot more sleep and what you're getting. I can get away with it for a couple months, but uh, you can't. Maybe we can talk about what happened. It could help. I read that if you talk about the trauma, sometimes it helps. He offered as he got up to get her a drink. Heiseki wrinkled her nose in the smell of the drink, then drowned it in one gulp. Making a face she said, I don't know, I can barely get through the day without degenerating into a mess My people weren't built to take on such stresses, I don't think I could recount it It's alright, I'm here, we can get through it together, Kamuta reassured her Alright, last month, everything was the same as it was always I went to the gym to run for an hour, then go swimming I cleaned up and went to work I work out to the first floor on our building. We handle old money from different species from the past. We were working on cataloging Ganuta currency. They were of the tenth oldest species of the galaxy. I remember coming in before everyone else, as usual. I did my rounds, getting the water and the tea, coffee and beverage dispensers. I got the mail and organized it by department. About the time my boss, A came in riding on his pet. I gave him his mail. Hello, we don't have a lot for you today. We did get documents for verification for the Ganite money at last. I told him. Finally, he replied squeakily as his high-pitched voice still hurting my sensitive ears. I remember thinking of getting ear protectors to help one day. Everyone started to come in at about that time. My girlfriend Zizzy was a little late. As always But her late was most people's on time We chatted as we put on our protective gear We had to wear it to keep contamination of the priceless antiques Zizzy and I, the only ones working with the money Because of the protective gear was the small size Our boss was not willing to pay to get more gear I didn't mind The more I get to interact with the antiques The happier I was Zizzy was the closest thing to an expert on ancient money So it worked out We went into the clean room and started cataloging the money It had been an hour when we heard the yelling We ignored it at first Figuring some client was upset at our pace That was dashed when I heard weapons discharging Not knowing what was going on We tried to lock the door Minutes later, the door lock was blasted apart Then a huge, ugly-looking Gakai stumbled into the room Strange powder covering his nose and gills And it had a wild look at its eyes You shouldn't have been in there You'll contaminate the antiques, Zizi pleaded, ignoring her The Gakai pulled out the container Put the money in the container, it ordered, pointing her weapons at me Too afraid to speak I complied Zizi wisely didn't say anything else The kakai didn't seem to be all there mentally And talking to it wouldn't help I put as much money as would fit Then closed the container horror! It ordered, shaking this weapon at me It won't carry any more I all but sobbed It reached over and grabbed me by the throat Dragged me along as it exited the room You stay back there it said, 'Tis to Zizi, unable to breathe, I struggled to stay upright as the bigger Gakai took me to the main room I almost passed out as I dumped me on the floor with spots in my vision looking around the room The rest of my comrades were there, kneeling or laying on the ground My boss was on the ground with his pet nowhere to be seen I don't know why I thought it, but I found it odd to see him without his pet on transport those thoughts were forgotten as the first kakai came back dragging Zizi. It had gotten another container to stuff the ancient money in. I was able to look around better at that time. There were eight kakai in the room at that time. All of them had the same strange powder on their noses and gills. They pointed their different weapons at us. I somehow noticed that none of them had the same of weapon. Slug throws, plasma guns, energy blasters, and even ancient-type bolt gun All of them looked as deadly as anything I had ever seen The Gakai's looked wildly around at us We feared to move, knowing there might provoke an attack For what seemed like hours, we waited for something to change The Gakai seemed to be in no rush to leave The smell in the room started to grow rancid Someone. Either soiled themselves or the Gakai's natural scent was stronger than what I'd heard At the some point, the elevator on the other floor opened up and three more Gakai's walked out Then an alien I didn't recognize walked out it Was some type of big black scale lost person I'd seen many different types of lizards But this was nothing like anything I'd seen before From the matte black scales on the ridge that ran back down its back It emanated stealth and danger I watched as it reached into a pouch and strapped it around its waist The kakai immediately started at the lizard I pulled out a bag of some kind and tossed it to the kakai The kakai bared its nose into the bag and breathed deeply Its face came away with more powder on it They began passing the bag around The lizard finally spoke "'You'll get twice as much once the job is done. "'Now hold this room until I send the signal. first, let me pick up a snack to send me on my way.' "'It said, turning towards my co-workers and me. "'It walked around us, looking us over. "'I didn't understand till the lizard stopped in front of Zizzy and me. "'We were the smallest people next to our boss, "'Towering over us, it looked at her and then at me. "'This you do,' it said, and moved like me quickly.' The lizard's short claws shredded Lizzie's protective gear. Then undergarments somehow there wasn't a single scratch on Zizzie's perfect teal skin. I could only watch in horror as the lizard distended its jaw and enveloped Zizzie's head. It clamped down around Zizzie's neck. She was so shocked that she did nothing for a second. Then she let out a muffled scream and frantically tried to push the bigger person off. I started to get to my feet but was knocked back down by the lizard's tail. A look at glee entered its face as Zizzy struggled to view fainter The muffled screams grew weaker I watched as light blue blood started trickling out of Zizzy's body from her attempts to free herself She made one last weak push and then stopped going limp The evil lizard moved forward, bending over and started to slide Lizzie down its throat Its head touched the floor, then it swung its head upward. The zizzy-shaped lump slid down its throat. I just lay there where I'd fallen. My best friend was gone, and I couldn't do anything about it. "'I love the taste of terror,' the lizard mused. It turned to me and reached for my arm. "'I'll take you to go. I'm gonna have to remove all that fur, but don't worry. You'll be alive to enjoy the feeling.' Just then I heard glass break, a cylindrical object slid on the floor and stopped a meter from us. There was a blinding light and a deafening bang. I attempted to cover my ears from the cacophony of noise. Luckily or unluckily, my eyes recovered from bright lights faster than many, but not fast enough to see what happened first. When I could see again, eight of the kakai were already bleeding out from the floor, and the lizard was nowhere to be seen." Six humans wearing combat gear were already in the room. One human was in hand to flip a combat with a slightly bigger kakai, and it didn't last long. Since he, she, was too close to use their weapons, the human had let the blaster drop. The blaster was attached to the human by a strap. The human didn't need the weapon, though. They knocked the kakai slug throw away and delivered a powerful elbow strike. The human was far stronger than they had expected. The head, Gakai, nearly made a full rotation, hollow bones cracking from the impact. The human didn't acknowledge the overkill as he, she grabbed the blaster, but it wasn't necessary. One human had had a weapon and grabbed by another Gakai, but she was so much stronger than it that she was able to lift the blaster and fire it point blank into the Gakai's chest. Water and other fluids exploded outwards. The last kakai was tagged in by two humans, both using their sidearms as to not endanger us. One other shot the kakai in the forehead, while the other shot it in the chest. It dropped on top of my boss. The humans quickly dragged the kakai off of him. "'Stay on the ground, do you. Do you know if there is any more on this level?' the female human said. To myself, I called out. "'Yes, there's a mad black type person. It was right next to me, and it ate my friend.' The human woman froze, then repeated me. Black, black, are you sure? They did it have a ridge running down its back? Y- yes. How, how did you know? I asked, but she ignored me. All the units, be aware. We have a possible lizard-type Krong present. Be at full alert. It just ate, so its healing factor is at full. Do not hesitate. Destroy the MFR. Do not let it escape. I don't want to see it alive. Out. She said as she brought up her own blaster to her shoulder Doris, MacArthur, get these people out of here, she ordered With that, we were rushed out of the building Out of my living nightmare I could still see Zizzy struggling every time I closed my eyes I could hear the bones and the kakai's neck snapping And the worst part was yet to come as soon as we were safe, a galactic safety officer appeared. The Brogden told us that we couldn't talk to anyone about what we had seen. He even told us that if we did, we would race jail time and our families would face fines. Then some texts came in. Before he could protest, they stripped us of our clothing and forced us into decontamination chambers. I almost had an emotional breakdown. So vivid was my memories of what happened to Zizi, but I managed to get through. Isaki turned back to Kamuta, and she had gotten tears under control. You know the rest. When you got home, you found me in our living room with nothing but a smock. I was half out of my mind by then. You took me to the hospital, Tsuki said. Yeah, I don't find out about the attack till the doctors told me some people in your office had been brought in with injuries. Kamuta angrily said, gripping the side of the bed. Now you know why I haven't talked about it. If my sister hadn't come over with a paranoid boyfriend, I wouldn't have told you now. Isuki is. He checked to make sure no one was spying on him. After him, I'm certain no one's bugs our place, Isuki said. Yes, one good thing about that waste of space Now I know We still need to do something about your night terrors Maybe we should go on a vacation I hear the human's new world, New France Is turning into a perfect vacation spot The food is better than any other place I've heard of The beaches are some of the best, too I think it's just what you need to get your mind off of what happened Kamuta said soothingly Yes, maybe it will... I haven't taken time off since we got married. I hope it'll do me good, she said, snuggling into her mate. She felt the comforting feeling of heat transferring from her body to her cold-blooded partner. She still couldn't close her eyes. She knew the visions would still be there. Maybe she could get her mind over the horrors once they were in New France. She could only hope. End of story.